what does the power of the cross really mean? And what important impact does it have for our lives? Why did Jesus have to die? We wonder why God just didn't snap his fingers and take away the sin of the world. The reason for this is God is holy. By holy, we mean that sin cannot abide in his presence. The logical choice for the payment of evil is the people who produced the sin, you and me. We are the ones who should pay the price for our greed, lust, betrayals, anger, and evil actions. That would be justice as we understand it. So where God is a just God and demands payment for sin and evil, he is also the most loving God. God is love. So while God demands justice for sin, he does not ask us, the sinners, to pay the price. Instead, he sent us Jesus, the Son of God, to take all of our sin and to pay the ultimate price for our sin and evil. Jesus pays our debt, and we get access to God in heaven for eternity. All of what we deserved went to Jesus on the cross, and all of what Jesus deserved comes to us. The power of the cross gives us more love, forgiveness, and acceptance than we ever hoped. Lord Jesus, may that be so of us, that you will give us these things, this love, this forgiveness, the acceptance, more than we ever had hoped. In this, we give you thanks and we praise you eternally. Amen.
Having the chance to preach through Philippians has been a great privilege for me. And there have been moments when the certain verses just kind of jump off the page. Philippians 1.27 is just such a verse. The New International Version translates it as, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. The New Living Translation puts it this way, Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Whatever happens, whether it happens to me or to you or to your family or your church or to things you hold precious, whatever happens, above all else, the most important thing you can do is live as a citizen of heaven and conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. You know, in the last week before his crucifixion, when his disciples were bickering with each other about which of them would be more important in the coming kingdom, Jesus turned their understanding on its head when he said, You know that the rulers of this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And the surprises didn't stop there. On the night of the Last Supper, Jesus showed them what serving looked like when he washed their feet and said, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. John records many other things Jesus said on that last night. He told them that there is a reality that is far greater and more certain than the one they can see. He gave them his peace and promised to send his Holy Spirit to remind them of everything they had been taught. He told them that if they remained in him, they would bear good and lasting fruit. He also said that they would experience trouble in this world, but they can be strengthened by knowing that he has overcome the world. And then our Lord concluded this teaching by praying for their unity so that the world might know that his gospel is true. Jesus told them a lot on that final night. In the hours that were to come, I, I wonder how many were thinking about things like serving and loving, forgiving, unity, or outreach. Probably not many. And it's understandable when you consider the pressure they were under. I mean, thinking about trouble was easy because trouble was all around them. But what about the other things that Jesus told them they were to do? How easy was it for them to forget those? And what of us? Every year we review the words Jesus taught his disciples on that last night. In the weeks that follow Easter, I wonder how many of us continue to think about serving or loving, forgiving, unity, outreach, or any of the other character traits that Jesus wants to see in, his, in us. Thinking about trouble is, is easy because trouble, hardship, and uncertainty are really all around us, aren't they? In some ways, life for us has not changed much over the years. In this world, we still have a lot of trouble, and in Christ, we can still engage that trouble with His strength rather than our own. But it's still easy to forget, especially when the trouble seems to overwhelm us. But then this is not new. Peter knew what it was like to be overwhelmed by trouble. On that last night, uh, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Like Peter, we all get distracted. We all fail to fully follow Jesus in some way. 
And like Peter, we can all hear Jesus speak our own name and say, I have prayed for you, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers and sisters. My friends, you and I are citizens of another realm. This world is not our home. And this world's way of doing things is not the pattern we're supposed to follow. We have a different way. We are to live in a different calling. And so for this reason, whatever happens, whether it happens to me or to you or to your family or to your church or to your country or to the things you hold precious, whatever happens, above all else, the most important thing you can do is live as a citizen of heaven and conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ because this is how God's gospel goes into the world and will be heard and received by all. May the Lord provide us all the clarity to grasp His kingdom's presence among us. And may He provide each of us the experience of His Holy Spirit and His peace. And may He give us a memory that allows us to hear His words again and remember them all in the weeks ahead. I leave you with a prayer I've been praying most days during this season of Lent. It, it really speaks to me, and I hope it will speak to you as well. It comes from a prayer app called Lexio 365. And I want to read it for you as I close in prayer today. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, when we feel alone, we are comforted because you pray with us. When we are silenced by suffering, we are grateful that you pray through us. And Jesus, when we feel helpless, we are strengthened because you are with the Father right now, praying for us. Thank you, Lord, for your grace in our lives. In Christ's name, amen. God bless you all. Lord, Lord.